Traffic test operation restricted area 2508. Area 31, roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight first. Let me introduce the members of the gang, the posse. Uh, girls, get ready. You know the drill. Sit yourselves down, get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes. You squeegee in your lube because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hey, Mac. Hey, girls. Welcome to the show. Max, good to see you. All the way from the UK, I am. You're over in England. And uh, it's like uh, it's like I'm right beside you. Look. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. So you've been there two weeks. They haven't thrown you out or started extradition? No, you know, in, in the... I live in a dead end, okay? Or, let me say this. I'm, we're staying with our daughter on okay. a dead end street. Interesting. All right? And uh, like there's this big sign at the end of the road. It has like a big T. It indicates that it's a dead end. Go ahead. But it goes off to the left and to the right. Yes. With a few more houses there. I'm like the the weirdo uh, <laughs> American that lives in the block. Oh, I, uh, uh, the weirdo American. the Yorkshire American Terrier. In the uh, dead yeah. end. Everybody wants to hang out with the weirdo American. Oh, Wow. Yeah, it's like it's. Uh, I got invited to all the garden parties for yeah. the Jubilee. Well, you're like the uh, dancing monkey. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, no, <laughs> no Coco tonight. Coco's out saving the country, if not the world. However, um, we do have a special surprise coming up a little bit later, like about two or three minutes. But let me introduce up there in Sideways New York, our favorite good witch is Raven, is with us tonight. Raven, how are you? Hi, my friends. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Hi, Raven. Hello. Mac, why do, you, why do you call it Sideways, New York? Well, there's either upstate New York or downstate, right? Oh, okay. okay and where she it. lives is really off to the left a little bit. All right. <laughs> okay. It's a weird place. <laughs> are, there any, are there any Amish up there that part of New York? Yes. Um, I'm kidding. Not where I am, but mm. like a half hour away. Really? Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. That's a wild lifestyone. Uh, so um, I want to introduce our guests first, and then we have a special person, personality joining us. Um, Ashley Mysterious is with us tonight. I love that name. Boy, that came out of the blue. Um, she's a friend of the show, and she's uh, someone who has a, a big interest in UFOs, but she also uh, works in real estate, and she's going to tell us tonight what you have to be told as a buyer if the house that you're interested in uh, is haunted or has had something nasty like a double murder or something in it. Ashley, thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Super excited. I really. Okay. We love you look good and you sound good, Ashley. That's what counts, right? right. 
Exactly. Sounds, Half the battle right there. Sounds you great on it. the radio. Raven and, can tell you that, right? Okay, maybe. Okay. See, with guys, you can look good and sound good. It still doesn't mean. You just got to bring it. You know, you got to bring whatever talent it is that wow. you have. Wow. What time is it over there? 11 o'clock? Yeah, it's getting later. It's, have you had your, it's 1130. You've had your bedtime scotch already? <laughs> I had a nap before I came on. Did you show. really? Wow. There you go. I haven't had a nap since I was six years old. How come y'all haven't had a nap? <laughs> Me neither. Now, listen, this is a special moment for us because the prodigal son has returned. How about that for a headline? Uh, he's been away for a couple months, but he's back with us, and we're going to ask everyone to jo join in and clap him on. Our good friend, Switchblade Steve Lloyd. Switch. Switch. It's great to be back. Switchy's here. There good he is. Good to see you, Switch. Oh, good to have you back. Wow. Is he crying? I think I see a tear there. Do you see there's, a a tear there? there's like a little tiny He's getting emotional. He's no, it's allergies. Allergies. <laughs> There's a lot of pollen around. Actually, look how groomed this guy is. He's been a he's been a friend of ours on the show forever, and look at him. It's like he could do a uh, a razor commercial. Razor commercial. He could be. Uh, he could, could be the most marginally interesting man in the world. That's right. <laughs> he could do that. He could, probably... he could be in the new Top Gun movie. There you go. Yes. yes. Let's go. go down that road and get sued. I hear that movie's doing very well. Yeah, you know they're getting sued by two people. They're getting sued by the government of Israel for something having to do with the Why? airplanes. Something to do with the airplanes, and then they did not rebuy the the Top Gun story from the people who wrote it way back in the '80s, and they went and they made the movie without getting the rights, and now they're suing. There's going to be a big lawsuit. <sighs> you know, I don't know why they wouldn't just go and throw the people a million bucks and wow. you know. But, yeah, it's kind of controversial. Plus, the tooth is in it. Now, I wonder if Ashley knows about the tooth. Do you like, do you like Tom Cruise, Ashley? No? Um, I'm actually not well-diversed in everything Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. But just lo to look at him, um, well, have you ever noticed something odd about he has a, a tooth right in the middle of his, of his uh, you know how some people have, you know, they line up like the teeth in the gap, yep. right? He has a his tooth is right in the middle. Is it? Yes, yes. No, no. wonder I always thought he was kind of funky looking. See, yeah, <laughs> well, that's it. You're one of us now. All right. So anyway, I didn't want to uh, bump into uh, Switchy's uh, welcome back. So Switch, you look good. There he is. Here's a little, uh, here's a little uh, evidence. Do you I just see? said oh, it in the chat. chat. Yeah. <laughs> you think he'd get that fixed? I'm talking about Switch, not Tom Cruise. So Switchy, listen. You look like yes. you've already learned. It looks like in your uh, sabbatical that you uh, read a lot of books, hung around, educated yourself. Well, uh, I've been uh, more uh, in involved in selling a house and buying a house and moving. Mm -hmm. So actually, to be perfectly honest, I oh. haven't done a lot of reading, which has been kind of killing me. But uh, hmm. uh, and, and uh, if you could see the state of this house right now, I the uh, you've heard of two men in a truck. Uh, they're movers yes. all over the U.S. Well, these. These guys were phenomenal. These young kids, and the the I won't I won't bore uh, people with stories of moving. Fortunately, but the one guy did say that he thought I had more books than his hometown library. So, <laughs> well, you are in West it, Virginia. The, the state of this place is like half-built shelves, and it's chaos. I can barely, still barely move in the house. Wow. So remember that Twilight Zone episode with with Henry Bemis, and the the bomb goes off, and he's got all the stacks of books around the library, and there's desolation. Mm. That's what my apartment, my, my apartment, that's what my house looks like. Wow, huh? And you're across the street from a cemetery, right? Uh, yes, there's yeah. a cemetery uh, uh, nearby, yes. which uh, goes back to the Revolutionary War. Uh huh. 
I can, wow. I can see oh, Ashley doing the numbers in her head there, saying, let's see, if you have a nice house, but it's across the street from a cemetery, that's got to be a little bit of a uh, negative, right, Ash? Uh, it depends on the person, really. Oh, really? Okay, well, it turns out Steve well, right, probably... Right next to it is an auto parts store. So oh, well, he probably, even better. He, he paid over. <laughs> okay, so anyway. If you break down by the cemetery, you're all set. Um, so to, so uh, welcome back, Steve. We have something planned for you uh, later on in the show, but you want to tell everyone? Everyone has like, really been waiting. What has Steve had just this morning for breakfast? Actually, you have to understand that this is a bit that we've been doing for years. People are very interested. This morning, in what... I had biscuits and gravy. Wow. And some yeah. bacon. You did move down south. Went, yeah. went in Rome. Went in Rome. That's right. Yeah, that's another time. Okay. That's it. That's the, did you that... make it Was yourself? the gravy nice well, listen, and thick? Listen, listen, the... Uh, you can get one or two biscuits. Even if you get two, you'll, you'll, you you won't have to eat again until midweek. Really? Is that but, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Just one biscuit with gravy is filling. I didn't even need the bacon. I mean, it's just <laughs> wow. an amazing uh, portion. Wow. Of food. And you don't need the bacon. You know you're full. So well, that's well, a sin right there. You got to eat the bacon. Come on. Oh, I ate the bacon. Oh, you ate okay. it. Okay. I didn't, didn't, didn't eat the bacon. I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't finish all the uh, biscuit and gravy. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Okay, why don't we move on? So we have uh, tonight. How's your cholesterol now? What do you think? Uh, that's not up for discussion. What's the, the over-under on his cholesterol? Probably like 4,000. Um, we have a list tonight because uh, Ashley Mysterious is joining us. She's a real estate agent. And um, you know we've uh, talked about this uh, this idea that if you're going to buy a house, what does the realtor have to tell you if there was something untoward that happened in it? You know, is, is it haunted? Was there a murder? Was there, you know, this, that? Um, so anyway, in honor of that, we figured we'd do a top 10 list of uh, things that a real estate person would tell you to buy a haunted house. Is that what it is, uh, Raven? I forget the title. Uh, top 10 reasons a real estate agent will tell you it's a good idea to buy a haunted house. Okay, you got that? It's a good idea. Okay. okay, a good idea. Good idea. Okay, here we go. We'll stop the music now. And please, number 10, please, Raven. Uh, after a while, the blood-curdling screams get to be routine. Right. You get to live at anything. <laughs> it's like the house settling noises. Right, that's all. Just so people screaming. Live entertainment without paying a huge cable bill. Right. Instead of the cracks in the wall, the, everything just becomes numb. Hmm. Number nine, please, Raven. Uh, open up a portal to hell, save on heating costs. Right. It's going to get a little hot on the house. Number seven. It's good in the winter. Number eight. Uh, Eight. Uh, (laughs) Pine Sol Plus gets blood out of hardwood floors in a snap. How do you know that? (laughs) Do you want to know? Next one, please. (laughs) Number seven. With so many monsters under their beds, you'll never need a sitter for the kids. Right. Kids will just be frightened to death. They'll never get out into shenanigans. Wow. Okay, let's Uh, do the next one quick. Uh, Number five. Six. Six. That's, uh, that's how six. fast. No, no need to fertilize the backyard either. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little ghoulish. Next one, please. Five. Five, yeah. Uh, don't think of it as haunted. Think of it more as delightfully bedeviled. Right. That's a cute way of putting it, I think. Delightfully. Yeah. Like okay. Okay. Tough crap. Number four. Uh, every freaking day is Halloween. Terrible. You live in a haunted house. Uh, Next one, please, right? Number three. uh, Hey, why not make some of that Amityville horror scratch? (laughs) That's true. 
you know, it turns out that it was all just a big hoax. But look at all the money those people made. People they made, made a lot of money off of that. That um, was a hoax. Yeah, they finally came out and said it was a hoax. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not like not the murders, but no, no, what happened after right, yeah, the with the family after. that moved in. But the murders were oh, real. Right. Okay. Um, number two, uh, when you tell people they're here, you won't be kidding. Wow, tough crowd. Okay, and number the, I think we've That's done a, a number one. one. Nice poltergeist. No, no, we're gonna sweeten this one up. Believe me. Uh, go ahead, please read. Uh, number one. Um, nothing says curb appeal like a coffin on the lawn. I mean, yeah, you're not uh, wrong. Okay. <laughs> not Don't have to worry about gardening with that one. Just covers it right up. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Anyway, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now and um, regroup, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and... Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen... What do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me, they have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire? You clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley in Newburgh. The great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best people. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world. And tell them Juan Juan sent you. show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have planned for you tonight. But very quickly, let me introduce the members of the gang, girls. Very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Happy to be here as always. Uh, no Coco tonight. He's out saving the country, saving the world. But with us is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways, Niag Raven, is with us. Raven. Hello, my friends. Thanks for having me. We did a um, repeat show two weeks ago, and someone asked when is bun season back in? They asked you in January, now we're in June. So bun season is on hiatus right now because mm-hmm. even though I've had my hair this way since February, I still can't figure out how to do how to a half up top knot. So mm-hmm. I'm having some issues. Interesting. Um, I can't, I just can't do 
the bangs and the bun. It's one or the other, you know. <laughs> it sounds like a, a good name for a UK pub. Something. The bangs, the the bangs and the, the, bun. And the bun. <laughs> I call it. Nobody take it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, just so weird it'll, just... it'll get there. Just not there yet. It's a struggle. Okay. All right. Just one frog and the tortoise, the bangs and the bun. The ball and the chain. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, also returning to the fold with us tonight is our national correspondent, Switchblade, Steve Wood, Switchy. Uh, great to be back. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you look good, you look healthy, you look rested, you look ready to go. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm rested. I, uh, I did, uh, I did, I didn't actually get all my stuff. I still had a bunch of stuff in storage. Yes, yes. So I rented a, uh, I rented a cargo van. I did an 18 hour run really? to my storage unit and got the rest of it. It was comical, me trying to cram all the rest of it in this uh, particular van. Mm-hmm. I was slamming the door shut, and uh, I made it back in, uh, in 18 hours. And yeah, then yeah, it wow. took the next day to unload all of it. Really? Yeah, huh? At least at least I've got, you know, a man has to have his stuff. So I got all my stuff. You do have your stuff. You know, you're right. What do you mean? Yeah. By porn? Is that what you mean? Stuff? Porn? No. Uh, it, no. I, I don't have any room here for porn. Your vinyl collection. That That's I what I left behind. Yeah. I'll have to get rid of some stuff to make room for some porn. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a little glimpse, little glimpse into Switch's Actually, I got, life a, I got a, a market analysis coming up Friday. And if you walk in the house, it looks like we just got, it just got abandoned. We, Let me introduce all we took again. was clothes, four suitcases, and some carry-on stuff, my laptops and electronics. And, and we just left for <laughs> the UK, British Airways, <laughs> with the dog. You took that hat, though, didn't you? Sorry, what? You took that hat. Not many people wear that kind of hat over there. That's we just right, think the they do. Right. Very important hat. All right, here's a, yeah. um, we have to introduce our guest tonight. Ashley Mysterious is with us tonight. Ashley, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, have um, a blast. You're a friend of the show, and uh, there's two things we'd like to talk to you about. First of all, you're a real estate agent, and also you have an interest in UFOs. So let's just go to the real estate agent thing first. Um, so... Uh, I was talking to our mutual friend, Steve, about this subject, and, and this is what it is. If you go out and you want to purchase a house, especially these days, and, uh, you know, it's priced and every price is negotiable, I, I assume. So um, what do you have to, you know, reveal to the prospective buyer if, if anything, you know, crazy went on in the house? If there was a murder, if there was a, if it's considered haunted or whatever, what is, what is the realtor's um, responsibility in a situation like that? So there are actually laws in each different state and they, some of them have them, some of them don't have the law, but um, in Massachusetts, because that's where I am, mm-hmm. you don't actually have to disclose if a murder happened or if it's haunted necessarily. Wow. Wow. Really? You would think you would. Yes. Wow. Especially in Massachusetts. And right. You would think you would. It and it says that real property, if the property has been the site of the, alleged parapsychological or supernatural supernatural i can't even say it Mm. um phenomenons you don't have to say it Mm. you can if you want to market it it could be a selling point right Mm -hmm. in some cases for the right buyer absolutely because there are those ghost hunters Mm -hmm. and the people who do want to live in houses that are haunted you'll never be alone never be alone i should have put that in the top 10 but never be alone but i know a lot of people don't want it 
Mm-hmm. They don't want people under their bed. So, so right. So so as a real estate agent, though, how how would you find out? Would the people moving out would they wouldn't necessarily tell you, would they? Um. Again, they might tell you. Mm-hmm. I know I've had one person say they believe too. There has been someone walking around their house, mm-hmm. but again, that might be something they hide because they might lie. You never mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So, so, but you're saying in other states you have to. Kind of disclose this info, right? There are some states that have in the in their like bylaws that you have to disclose that. And is Massachusetts? I'm not entirely Massachusetts. It says there is a little section on um, supernatural oh, yeah, phenomena, okay. mm-hmm. but other, some states don't even have that. That's amazing. That to me is amazing. And you can say if you sell it to the right person, I could see someone digging them in a haunted house, but not everybody, you know, especially if it's. I true. mean. Yeah, there um in Rhode Island, that was where the conjuring house was. Okay. And everybody knew it. So it was one of those things you can't hide. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of mark it in that way. Right. And the I'm sure the house where the Amityville horror took place, it's gotta still be there. You know, and I'm and how many people have lived in it since and yeah, we know what happened there. So so um have you ever, you know, knowingly sold a haunted house to somebody? Knowingly? No. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I have had one where they think they've seen someone okay or somebody who's lived in the house believes they've seen someone but there's no mm-hmm. i mean it's a hard it's a difficult situation right i can understand that have something going on right so so well um let's just ask you then do you do you believe in ghosts do you believe that there are such things as haunted houses absolutely really okay. how can there not be in my opinion wow okay all right you mean so many people hear so many things in so many different houses that they all can't be lying yeah especially in like salem mass where oh, the houses are oh. so old yes right in new report is that, where where are you we're in kind of new report centric here uh i live a little bit north of newburyport mm-hmm. in the house that i'm in now is was built in the 17 17- Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's old. Do you do you yeah. hear anything? Is it creaky? Is it spooky? Very creaky. The walls are very thin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I definitely think I've seen something here. Really? Tell us. Share. Um, I've been like up at night and I've seen a shadow out of the corner of my eyes at least twice mm-hmm. that it could be a shadow, yes. but it, I, I just think something's there. Raven, you can tell you're working out down in your basement story. Oh, yeah. What happened? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I have like this super creepy, like unfinished basement because it floods where I live. So there's just no point in redoing anything. So all our workout equipment is down there and I'm working out in between my sets. I'm catching my breath and I, I walk this way and I just casually glance to my left and all I see is the shadow was across my wall and that was it mm. and i like took a second and i'm like i'm alone i'm like is, did that just happen mm. and so i walked back <clears throat> into like my little room and then i walked back out to try to recreate it thinking it was me and i waved my hands and nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing and i'm like i took like a bunch of pictures trying to catch something mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to see this again so i know like there's i mean there's definitely something in this house, but that was like the, the freshest uh, thing that's happened. But when you see those things at the corner of your eye, mm-hmm. that's there's something there. Like that's not there on accident. That's definitely that's something. Oh, what's Absolutely that? terrifying. 
My, t- my uh, TV went off for some reason. But um, actually, the place where we do this show is actually in Exeter, New Hampshire. We used to be in Newburyport. But this place has a ghost, and we've had ghost hunters here. We've had, um, we've had experiences. Juan has seen him. We've heard him. Uh, it's a pretty creepy place at night. So I'm, be- I'm becoming a believer. Uh, let's see. I, I have a question for the ladies. Uh, have you ever had a situation where you've uh, uh, misplaced something and then found it again? I mean, where, where you, it might be more than just, uh, you know, being absent-minded. That, that seems to happen to uh, people that are in uh, those kind of situations mm-hmm. where it's not uncommon for things to vanish and even, even show up in the same place where it, it disappeared from. I, I've definitely had that where I, I know I like, I hundred percent know I put something, you know, on my coffee table and then I find it like upstairs on my dresser that happens here all the time. I'd like to blame it on spirits, but it's, uh, at my age, I know it's nothing to do with spirits. <laughs> you don't know. I, if you, if you can include me in ladies, their uh, switch just, uh, two months ago, um, these little cameras, it's funny. I'm just about to talk about it and just broke for some reason. You know, I always carry one around in my uh, little briefcase and went to get it, you know, one day to go, come up to do the show, not in the briefcase. I took the briefcase and shook it and emptied everything out. I put it on the ground and flattened it with my hands, making sure there was nothing in it. Went and bought a new camera. Next time I looked in the bag, freaking camera's there. It's just there. I'm going, <laughs> damn. And also, yeah. in the past, uh, well, about a year ago, or so in one week, we, we it sounds stupid, but we lost five spoons in our house. Five spoons just disappeared because we used to have six and now we have one. I find that if I'm built, uh, building a bookshelf or something like that, all of a sudden I can't find the damn hammer. I can't find the screws. I can't find, I even can't find the instructions. Wow. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm haunted. <laughs> maybe you're haunted. Uh, so anyway, so... Um, uh, okay, so we talked about that's what you, you can or cannot do when you're selling a house. So it's basically buyer beware, especially in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, Ashland. I mean, Massachusetts is so old, mm-hmm. especially in, along the coast. Yes, yeah, sure, right. And you said the magic word Salem because uh, uh, Raven made a trip to Salem. What was it, last October? I did one in October and I did one in March. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Okay. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I know I have a picture of this somewhere. I'm going to have to go back and look in my photos. I took a picture of a realty sign in Salem and it said for sale was so-and-so a realty. And then it said not haunted on the <laughs> sign. And I thought that was not so haunted. funny because I like, you know, yeah, so- I, I've gotten so used to living where I do that. It's like at this point, it like doesn't phase me anymore. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, bring it on, whatever. Oh. And I was like, I remember taking a picture of it. If I could find it, I'll uh, send it to you guys. Someone- but that's ahead, that is it's so weird that it's a state by state thing, mm, sure that, is. especially with the supernatural. That That's very surprising. A lot of people are skeptical. So I feel like that has to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I could just just uh, Massachusetts is I could see how they would not write, you know what I mean? They would not write a law like that. It was just like so uptight and usually and stuff, and they don't want to be, you know, concern themselves with the supernatural. So, Ashley, do you know, was there ever a a time when you had to disclose it and then they kind of took it off the books or has it always been that way? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. It's been like, 
put on and then taken off and put back on. That's how it is. Well, that, that's uh, very strange. So anyway, so now how did you, you have an interest in UFOs and paranormal and so on, it seems, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And how did that begin? Um, I guess, well, for paranormals, yeah. I've always been a kind of skittish person when it comes to the dark. Oh, okay. So I would go down rabbit holes and looking into it, which would never help. <laughs> it didn't but, help. Um, <laughs> Scare okay. myself into a corner as a kid. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, huh? Hmm. Did oh, like that. terrible. Interesting. Especially with all those movies. Yeah, okay, the movies had an effect. Like what, what, like with the Freddy Krueger movies, or is that too old school? Um, I wouldn't say Freddy Krueger, but, you know, like Poltergeist as yes. a kid. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a scary movie, no doubt about it. How about my favorite movie, The Others, with Nicole Kidman? You know that movie? It's a good one. I don't know that movie. Oh, just go watch right. that movie. You want to be creepy? Google out. it. IMDb it. The others with Nicole Kidman. But don't read about yeah. the plot. Don't read. Just just watch it. Is the best way to do it. Just watch it. So um, wow. So uh, you developed this as a as a as a young kid. You scared yourself as a young kid. Is that what we're saying? Pretty much. Really? Yeah. Okay. Where it all start? It's where it all started. Really? Okay. And um, we should say full disclosure that yeah, you are the daughter of Gary, right? Gary, mm-hmm. who is uh, one of the owners of the Stabbed Galley. Is that right? Yes. Okay, which is uh, part-time home away from home, as it turns out, because we used to do the show right around the corner, and like you know, we would fall out of the radio station and fall into the door. Stabbed Galley, nice place. Always loved it. Even before we knew the people down there, it was just a, always a nice, comfortable place to go. You know, nice food's good. Prages on it. You know, the price is on it. Food's excellent, and you can get yeah. a place to park in the back. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's a nice place. A very, very. Couldn't ask for place. anything more than that. Right. So. A lot of good people who come in there. Bunch of town. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You really get to know everyone who comes in that door. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet it seems that way. And you can see that there are, you know, there are waitresses there. I hate to say it, put it like this, but who have been there for a long, long time. And you just think, well, it must be a good place to work if they've been here for, they've been seeing her here for 20, 30 years. So, yeah, well, they've always yeah. been good to us. So, um, so anyway, so, so you scared yourself as a kid. Did you keep a diary of when you were scaring yourself as a kid? No, not one of the things I want to remember. Oh, wow. You could probably publish that now, though. and make a million dollars. I could, only. Okay. Only I was smart enough. And, and, and do you still scare yourself? No, now I got the dog. The, the dog does the scare. <laughs> Dogs ward off evils. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. And what kind of dog is it once more? Uh, she's the American Staffordshire Terrier. She's a mix, but. Okay. A what kind of terrier? Yeah, what was that? American Staffordshire. Okay. All right. Staffordshire? Yeah, Staffordshire. Got to look her up. Okay. What's her name? Layla. Oh, oh wow. Excellent. You know the Eric Clapton song. Yep. yep. Really? You named your dog after an Eric Clapton song? Not after. It was just a happy coincidence. Sure. Hmm? Tell us. But the coincidence? Yeah. It's, just, it's a good. Okay, first off, if you know the song, yes. great song. We it's do. so catchy. Mm. Very catchy. Very so that kind of just worked out. And it's a pretty name. Yes. You know who and it's an easy song to sing to her. Okay. Yeah. Well, Layla is, you know who Layla was in the song? Do you know the, you know the history behind the song? I don't think I know the history. Wow. Maybe I don't want to. I know. No, no, Are you going to like, it's totally, an interesting story. like destroy this for me? 
No, it's no, it's an interesting story. Basically, what happened is George Harrison, one of the Beatles, was married to this woman named Patty Boyd, and she was like the first kind of Connaby Street British kind of '60s trick, right? And okay. she was like the she was a model. She was a model. So yep. uh, time went on. They're in the '60s. Everyone's tripping. Everyone's doing all this stuff, and Eric Clapton fell in love with Patty Boyd, and it was like love for two years, like just that kind of, you know, can't have a, you know, wanna, can't have a. So he found out that there was this, well, how do I know this stuff? This Iranian fable having to do with Layla and her boyfriend, who was the exact same thing. You know, he really loved her, but he couldn't have her. So he basically, when he's saying Layla, he means Patty Boyd. And eventually they did get married, right, Juan? Did they ever get married, married? Because I thought so, yeah. George and Patty Boyd broke up. Yeah. yeah, I think they did. And then they get divorced like six months later if that happened. Eric Clapton is the... Matt, didn't she have somebody else write a song for her as well? Yeah, there's probably I two or three. Well, he wrote something a, for her, yes. She was interviewed on some, I don't know, CBS Sunday Morning or something, and yes. there was another rock star that wrote a song for her. Uh-huh. And they asked, asked her what it was like to have two, two songs. Well, George Harrison wrote a song yeah, for her in the first place. Her husband. Okay. Yep. He was in All the right. Beatles. Patty Boyd, if you recall, ever seeing the movie Hard Day's Night, was one of the girls in the train uh, that, you know, are hanging out. And I think Patty Boyd, you know, had one line in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're Looking pretty cute. A little Connaby Street girl, you know. Switchy. Her and her girlfriend. The Beatles were a group from and, Liverpool in the 60s. Okay, they were big. We'll tell you about it later off yeah. So, uh, Ashley, so do you, what, do you read? Do you still watch scary movies? I'm interested in this now, especially the real estate agent. Isn't the paranormal? It's cool. It's there's a re- hey, this man. There's your show. There's your reality show. A real estate agent who's into the paranormal. Is, is there? Uh, you think there's any agents who sell just just kind of haunted houses or whatever? Is there a specialty? I don't know if there's a specialty because I don't know how many people like how many haunted houses are for sale at a time. That's true. Right. It might be a I limited. Like I made a movie about that, like mm. a comedy. It was mm. like a really dark comedy on Netflix, like a couple years ago. And it was this guy that like only sold haunted houses. I'm going to have to find that. I <laughs> think you're right. It rings a bell. It was like a really dark comedy, but it was funny. It was called uh, Horror and Escrow. Escrow is something yeah, that that's I, probably what it's called. <laughs> never understood Escrow. Anyway, well, listen, why don't we do this? Let's take a quick break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Miltrex on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, let me try it. Uh, 5710. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks on show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Uh, let me introduce uh, the members of the posse, and then we'll talk a little bit. Oh, no, the f- man. Hang on. <laughs> Raven, you're distracting me, sir. Blame it on Raven. Oh, All right, we're going to go 5730. Here we go. Welcome back. We went to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks. So you're here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Hey, listen. Oh, f- hang on. You cannot blame that one on no, me. Well, I this, do anything. This never happens. <laughs> hang on. Uh, Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks. So you're here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of the gang. Girls, very famous. Juan, Juan, I see you all the way across the puddle. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Yes, I am across the pole in mm-hmm. the beautiful country of England. Mm-hmm. But you've already yeah, revealed to us that you're the weirdo American who lives at the end of the lane, right? Yeah, everybody, you know, <laughs> you? is like, who's this guy that just popped in yeah. uh, with that funny accent, accent. that's not Boston? <laughs> no. You know, they, they know they don't have a Boston accent, but they just can't place it. <laughs> Maybe it's a Charleston accent. You know? <laughs> I just don't. I was told I didn't even have an accent. How about Uh, that? No Coco tonight. Oh, they're just being nice to you, believe me. No Coco tonight. He's out flying around, saving the world. And um, but our um, good friend Raven up there in Sideways, New York, is with us. Raven, how are you? Hi, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. What's your drink du jour tonight? We didn't even ask you. I'm. I got my my Kolsch, obviously. Uh, it's oh, still really? cold season. Cold is it really? Yeah. What's, what's that? Ban- banana beer or something? Bananas in it? No, no. What? It's uh ruby red grapefruit. Ugh. What's worse? Banana beer. Well, mm. it's banana beer sounds pretty good after grapefruit beer. So uh, also with us is Switch is back with us, and let's give him a, let's let's give him a clap, you know, just because if we don't, yeah. we'll sweeten it up. It is uh, it is great to be back on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm uh, coming from West by God, Virginia, inches. From downtown Point Pleasant. Which is okay. And Don, do you want to make the big announcement now that you've been hired by a local uh, business? I'm a gainful employee. I've been a, I've been a man of leisure for a few years, but now I'm a. It's part time, but I'm working in the Mothman Museum. All right. Okay. Now the, the Mothman Museum was uh, founded by Jeff Wamsley. Yes. Jeff and Carolyn Harris founded the Mothman Festival, okay. which occurs every third weekend in September. Yes. And uh, um, he uh, he was about six years old. When all this happened, when they started seeing the Mothman, when the bridge collapsed and so forth. Okay. And uh, he's been collecting for years. He's done a phenomenal job putting this together. The thing is that the people that work there, yes. they really don't have a lot of time. You know, people have some people have a lot of questions about the folklore and the history. So I'm the guy. I, I usually am there on weekends and, and at, at peak periods if they have like a bunch of kids coming in from school or whatever. Okay. Um, uh, I'm there to answer questions. That's great. That's a blast. It's just a just it's really a lot of fun talking to people. This is like a dream come true. I can actually walk to work from here if I want to. I walk past the memorial of the Silver Bridge. You look down to the sidewalk and the 46 people that died in that tragedy, their names are there. You can look up at the at the flood wall. Thank God I'm on the correct side of the flood wall, just in case. Uh you can see there's a beautiful mural they painted because back in the old days, the Silver Bridge that collapsed on December 15th, 1967, that's where it went from 6th Street over to Ohio. Yes. So they painted this incredible mural of all the with the people. perspective. It looks just like the Silver Bridge looked mm. back 
uh, many, many years ago. Uh, let me introduce oh, our wow. other uh, guest, uh, Ashley G. No, sorry, Ashley Mysterious. Her middle initial is G. Ashley is a real estate agent who believes in paranormal. I think that's uh, a correct way to describe m- you. Absolutely. Right? Okay. All right. Thanks for having me on once again. Is it what you were expecting? Everything and more. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> she, she does sell houses. Okay, cool. That's funny. So we were talking about earlier how if you live in Massachusetts, real estate agents don't have to disclose to you whether there was like a murder in it or whether the house is haunted. But uh, that's uh, not the uh, not true in other states. And uh, also that you skid yourself as a kid and that kind of awoke uh, the interest in the paranormal, right? Stays true to this day. Mm, huh. Unfortunately. And, and, uh, Let me ask you a personal question, uh-oh. though, Ashley. Here we go. Let's say you have an 1850s property in, way up in New Hampshire where – is the previous owner in 1850 who built the place that part of the town was named after him. Okay. And there's, you know, he was married four times and two of his wives are buried on the property without raising the eyebrows. What did he do for his, for a living? Tell her, please. He made, he made knives. He's from Scotland. He made knives for the butcher and shoe trade. Colburn, FW Colburn inscription. On the, it was called Colburnville. That part of New Durham was uh, called Colburnville because it was his own city post office. Workers lived there. The family lived in the house I oh, lived in. She's thinking. Made his knives from water power from a stream that runs through our yard. It's like our stream of repairing rights at the stream. Okay, but. And it was uh, dammed up and used for water power. He was green before it was cool to be green. Yeah, but. Uh, it's still it... got wiring in, in the barn in the house that's from that old <laughs> wiring. Isn't, isn't it the four graves that would uh, raise the eyebrows? Huh? And the... With, well, it was two, two of the graves were his. Uh, Former wives. I mean, they wives. they they both died from uh, consumption, which was a, a well, common yeah. problem back in the day. Yeah, I'd like to meet the real estate agent who sold it to you because did they disclose any of this stuff to you? Hell no. No, sir. Okay. Uh, well, we knew about the, we knew about the 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 graveyard and stuff, but okay. uh, we didn't, we could have cared less. Listen. Uh, just, I'm not caring less. We said it's charming. Let's it's charming. charming. Let's move in. I need I need the barn. Okay, you the need barn the barn. Is cool. Okay. Uh, Nowadays, um, ahead, I feel like it's hard to hide anything because the internet. Mm-hmm. So right. you could always go on the Google and search the address, and you might find something. Yeah. Yes. On whether it's haunted, whether there's been a murder, so yep. right. you might not. I, I don't know New Hampshire laws, mm. but I mean, if you were to say nothing in Massachusetts. You can go online. Wow, wow! And if the in in you you know if the people found out after they purchased the house, they they really have no recourse, do they? Yeah, you can't go back at it. Wow, man, that is that's that's a reality show. I'm telling you, that's a reality show right there. Let's uh, copyright that uh, one. So listen, uh, switch is back, and so of course we had to write a top ten about your switch. Okay, to uh, you know fill in twelve minutes. Is that okay with you? Uh. Yes, okay. it's okay. I, I wish you'd ask me, you know, a little sooner, but it's okay. Okay. Uh, Raven, I think you have the list, right? <laughs> I have the list. Switch is what is calling. Hang on. So uh, in honor of uh, Switch coming back, we wrote a top 10 about Switch. Switch, uh, Why Switch came back to the show. Raven, you must have the top 10, right? I do have the top 10. What is it? What's the title again? Top 10 reasons Switch has returned to the show. Okay. Yeah, you're right. All right, start the music and uh, let's go. All right, number 10. He's contractually obligated by Denny's to do so. Right. You left the trail behind. He's the only one that has a contract on the show. (laughs) Okay, number nine, please. 
he desperately needs an uh sorry he desperately needs new pictures for his shrine to raven oh, <laughs> that's really inappropriate when you where did you it. put the shrine if the new house is smaller wow that's why so, i need a whole room so well cramped. i can't i can't i haven't found my candles yet that i have to light <laughs> when i put up the pictures up so i don't know what box they're in wow okay next please uh number eight he hasn't drank it black like a man in more than two months is that the right verb okay you haven't right switchy uh yes only your only your real fans will know what we're talking about next please right uh number seven he misses the endless rounds of applause dancing in his head every tuesday night (laughs) admit it i i'm modesty dictates next please right uh number six his welding torch told him it was time. <laughs> He's getting all the inside jokes, my, right? My, my welding torch, my torch. welding torch, torch <laughs> speaks in full sentences. Right. I don't know what accent that was. Who was uh, welding torch? Now, who is that guy who used to talk to his welding torch? The guy who uh, knew the mole man, uh, Richard Shaver. Okay, right. and he uh, he was hearing voices from the Darrow, the evil race deep beneath the earth. Oh. It would make you do bad things. Really. It was welding torch, oh, right? Yeah. The torch was involved somehow? Like like I need a torch to make me do bad things. Oh, okay. That's uh, famous last words. Please, Raven, let's go. Please, next. Number five. Uh, he misses Juan Juan's homespun blow-by-blow. TMI tales about his days as a roadie and his torrid love affair with Nancy Wilson apart. I'm sure he misses it. We're going to cover that again tonight, right? We miss it. All right. Yes, please. Next. Next, please, quick. Number, number, oh, oops. Sweet, not. Okay, mm. sorry. Uh, number four. He's just dying to tell us about the lobster orange fricata souffle he had one day for breakfast. Wow, that's a long road. That's the most expensive breakfast in the world. It's, uh, what is it? Lobster orange fricata souffle. Costs a thousand bucks a plate at Denny's. I will order it if you can write it down for me. (laughs) With with gravy, you know. He'd get it with biscuits and gravy. Next, please. Oh, yeah. Number three. He missed Club calling his hair system, quote-unquote, that expensive squirrel on Switchy's head. (laughs) Club's days are numbered. We kid. (laughs) Wow. We kid because we love Switch. Uh, Next, please, Raymond. Uh, number two, he's under strict orders to give Coco a secret message from the mole men. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll sweeten it up, Switch. Don't worry. Next, please. Right. Uh, and the number one reason, Switch is back on the show, he missed all the Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, listen, yeah. we're going we're gonna to bleep out those two words, okay? It'll even be okay. No, listen. You know what's funny? How you feel better with Okay, well, that's right. Capital C. Why don't we take a commercial break now, and uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Miltrax Now Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega-aircraft carrier, the USS USA, 
It's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoleptic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Matt Maloney's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand -hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Most Rational Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Juan Juan is with us, girls, from across the pond. You betcha. I'm here. Hmm. Thanks, Mac, for having me. When are you going to start affecting that English accent like Madonna? <coughs> yeah. Uh, it could been, be a few years. <laughs> a few years. There are I, so many different accents here, though. It's amazing. The over-under is December 1st, and I've got the under, so you should work on it. No Coco. No Coco, Tana. He's out saving the country. But... Uh, a good friend. No, I have to go to our national correspondent. Sorry. Uh, Switchblade Steve Ward is with us. Switchy. Hey, great to be here. Uh, I'm a stone's throw from the uh, mighty Ohio River and the Mason-Dixon Line. Mm -hmm. Okay. What side of the Mason-Dixon Line are you on? Uh, currently, I'm on the uh, southern side. The bad side. Okay. All, all I right. have to do is cross the bridge and go to Ohio, and I'm a Yankee again. Oh, you. Thank you. Uh, really? Yeah, that's all it takes. Uh, Raven, <laughs> our... Uh, uh, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York. Sorry, I was tongue-tied there. Raven, how are you doing tonight? Hello, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having mm -hmm. me. Now, listen, is that is that the disabled cat clock still up on the wall there? No, that's um, a, <laughs> that's a cat mask. Um, oh, come on. Because of who I am as a person, I have that. So can you go the get The cat her? clock is still in a box. That's a sad story. Uh, set aside because I got so pissed off at it for not working that I just gave up on it. Can you get the cat mask for us? Can you get it for us? You want me to get it? Yes. yes. <laughs> It'll freak you out. Hold the phone. That's the whole idea. Well, she's getting that. Also with us is Ashley Mysterious, who is also a real estate agent who is into the paranormal. Ashley, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay. We actually gave away your uh, last name earlier in the show, but we will bleep that out, okay? It's funny. It seems like she's been here several times. What does that mean, Switchy? Uh, well, because the uh, audience won't know that you did her intro several times. So I was trying to be funny. Uh -huh. okay. <laughs> He's hilarious today. Yeah, he sure is. He's always fun. Cue the laugh track. Listen. Oh, that's right. Man. We have get, a wonderful sense of humor. We have with us a human laugh track. His name is PDR Paul Dale Roberts. Do I have it right this time? PDR. Hey, you got you got it right. Paul was first. Okay. You, you got it right there, Big Mac. Now listen, we see just a silhouette of you. Why? Why can't you put on a light? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I think it's uh, a backlight situation. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you right. see all my wrinkles okay. and everything else. He's yeah, but, fine. Don't make a mess okay, with it. <laughs> okay, oh, oh, He's already God. messed yeah. with it for like ten right, minutes. Yeah. That's okay. Mac puts in CGI after the show. <laughs> Trying to be funny again. Which, so listen. 
Yes, uh, so yes. tell us now, uh, first of all, we, we should get out of the way that at one point uh, you were the uh, disco king of what, San Fernando Valley or someplace? No, no, no. Disco king of Sacramento. Sacramento. Okay. And you danced yeah. for eight and a half days to disco music, and you that's how you got into Ripley's Believe It or Not, right? Right, right. Okay. right. Yeah. In fact, if you just Google Paul Dale Roberts Disco, you can see my old dancing pictures and some write-ups about it. Do you... Uh, do you still go out on the town like in John Travolta clothes, like in disco clothes, make a scene? No, absolutely not. I yeah. gave up the nightclubs a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But you must have been in great shape the last eight and a half days, right? In those days, yeah, I was in great shape, yeah. But did you have to train for it? Did you have to? Did you train and like stay up seven days and stuff like well, that? Well, well, what I did was I trained. I did seventy-two hours before I did the two hundred five hours. Two hundred five hours. Did you have any kind of you know, little nose candy or anything? Anything to keep you going? Um, they actually fed me Uh-oh. on the dance floor, and I had to keep my feet moving while I was eating. Wow, <laughs> he didn't understand what I wanted to say. That's okay. So, do you remember the songs? Did they just kept, did they they just keep on playing the same song over and over? Oh, uh, they had a DJ. They had a uh, a band there, they a band. so they played a variety of disco music. Wow, there is a variety of disco music. That's interesting. Too. So, oh, yeah. then, oh, then yeah. you, I have a question. Go ahead. Uh, were you ever forced to disco to disco duck? Uh. <laughs> I did dance to oh. that at one point of time, but that's, I didn't like the song. That's embarrassing. Um, so uh, anyway, so then you went, uh, did you go in the Army after that or before? Um, in 1979, um, when Disco died, and after I got the Guinness Book of World Records, then I went back into the service. Okay. And then you came upon some real UFO photographs from orbit, right? Yeah, that's when I got into, uh, uh, I was a 97 Bravo military intelligence, and I was stationed over at uh, Yongsong Barracks in South Korea. What did you see? Uh, It's some paperwork that came in and some photographs that came in, six photographs of uh, unidentified flying objects that were taken by reconnaissance satellites and reconnaissance planes over in Osan Air Force Base, and these hot rolls showed these six photographs of different type of UFOs, cigar shape, uh, saucer shape, and globe shape, on and on and on. And so, and on the back of the photos, it said intelligent movement. So that showed me that military intelligence, even though that Project Blue Book closed down shop, they were still investigating UFOs and trying to find out what they were. All my job was to give those photographs a number and it went to, from there, it went to the CIA and then it went, I mean, I'm sorry, it went to the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, and then it went to the CIA and disappeared. But, but, you just happen to come across these, right? I mean, there could be thousands of these things. You just happen to see three or four of them. Well, those six photographs were given to me. And I was at the Photo Interpretation Center in Korea. They were given to me just basically to give a number. I give a number to those photographs. And 
as in it was something that you couldn't discuss i couldn't discuss it with the people that i was working with or anything like that my job was strictly give it a number and pass those photographs on to the dia agent dia is the uh, defense intelligence agency yeah i like that they're kind of like the military cia so and um did you ever report did you, you you've written articles and stuff like this about it right Right. I've, I've written numerous articles on it. Um, so, yeah, the information's out there. I mean, did anyone ever come after you and say, um, hey, you're going to lose your uh, you're going to lose your pension or anything because you've written about this? They ever threaten you? No, never was threatened. And it, even if they did, then it would be like them admitting to the fact that what I'm saying is true. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, they never came after me. So listen, so uh, you must have read that article that uh, we all read right a couple of days ago, where that guy actually figured out how many people, how many uh, um, you know, intergalactic kind of um, uh, you know entities are out there, civilizations. Are oh, out there. right. Yeah, he said that there would be four hostile races, alien races, out there that could invade Earth. Well, yeah. And if you look at things, we have 195 countries on Earth. Mm-hmm. And out of those 195 countries, there's a lot of hostile countries that do not like the USA. So I believe there's more than just four. Mm-hmm. I believe there's a whole lot of them. And there is one race, maybe a level five race, of aliens that are keeping keeping them at bay. Mm-hmm. And you can see that the aliens had some kind of some kind of difference, some kind of um, um, thought process where one alien race had an idea of what what humankind should be like on Earth. And then they fought these other aliens, and that happened in 1561 in Nuremberg. Well, they that was that, that UFO oh, yeah. battle that they had. Yep. yep. That people were seeing different type of UFOs. They saw a cone shape. They saw disc shape. They saw crosses, and they were all battling each other in the air. And some of them were actually seen crashing down. And I think what they were battling about is about us. Mm-hmm. What what they should do with us. I mean, it goes as far back as the Sumerian clay tablets. When you look at Enlil and Enki, where Enlil is saying, hey, I'm going to order this flood. I'm going to destroy humankind. And Enki says, hey, wait a minute. You know, I kind of like what I created here. Mm-hmm. And that that's when the, the story of Noah's Ark came about. Is um, Are you saying, so, are you saying Enki? Enki? Yeah, Inky. Inky, wow, what a name. Uh, so uh, anyway, yeah, that, that, that kind of, you know, recreation myth kind of goes through a lot of religions, you know, that there was some kind of great flood, great, great war or whatever. But that thing that you uh, referenced in Nuremberg, I mean, this really happened. This, this got to the point where the um, civilization was at a point where they actually had newspapers back then. And instead of pictures, they would do wood carvings. And there's, there's an unbelievable wood carving of showing there's nothing else it could be except like a battle between UFOs over the city of Nuremberg that went on all morning. People was like thousands of people in the streets just looking up and watching this thing, wondering what the hell is going on. Is that basically it there, Peter? Yeah, basically 
Yeah, that just tells you the aliens are not on all on the same page. Mm. There's disagreement. There's something going on. And you know that the battle has to be about Earth, and, it's, and it has to do with mankind, with us. So you could probably have aliens there who said, hey, let's destroy them, let's start all over again. Mm-hmm. And this one alien race, this powerful alien race, is saying, no way. Wow. We're going to continue to let them live. We're gonna, it's going to be like a galactic zoo. We're going to watch over them, see how they progress, see what type of wars they get into. Uh, will they evolve into a level five type alien race like us and succeed? Listen, so, yeah. Do, do these aliens walk among us? Uh, have they sent spies down to mix in with the population? I do actually believe that, you know, there are different type of aliens living amongst us. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're basically maybe like skinwalkers where they can change themselves yes. to look and appear like us. Yes, yes. Um, let me just ask uh, Ashley. Ashley, do you believe that aliens walk among us and are they buying houses? I mean, I would love for them to buy houses, first and foremost. <laughs> But uh, I can definitely see them walking amongst us. Really? My question is, if they're watching us on Earth, do you think they have, like, reality TV shows of specific people here? About us? About specific people on Earth? Wow. Or just Earth in general? Like, what's on the news today, but for aliens? Uh, well, Like how they did in South Park? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Yeah. I mean... I always wonder that. I'm like, am I even remotely involved in a reality TV show for Wouldn't aliens. It, yeah, yes. Um, what's the movie there with um, uh, 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 yeah, that guy, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Carrey, right? He did oh, um, the Truman Show. Those girls are easy. No, no, like the Truman Show where, where it turns out that he's, oh. in, he's in his own <sighs> TV, uh, no, his own movie. Right? Everyone knows about him. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows about him. That's what's cool about it. It isn't like you go through it and all of a sudden you find out it's a movie. It's like everyone knows about him. And it's real, It's creepy, man. That's a creepy movie, especially towards the end when he finds out everything is like, just like a big set or whatever. Oh. Anyway, so yes, actually, that's a yes. That uh, Aliens walk among us, right? I think so. Okay, all right. It's weird to think, though, that someone might be an alien and they just might know everything about you. Yes, yes. Raven, do you think aliens walk among us? Oh, definitely. Really? I mean, I, yeah, I know I live in like a really weird area, but I, I mean, I've met some weird people and I'm like, you're not human. Like, there's no way you're Where the hell human. do you live? You're not from here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. Okay. All right. This is, um, why don't you tell uh, Ashley, you know, where, what, what town it is? Maybe she, maybe she's heard of it. I seriously doubt it. Have you ever heard of Binghamton, New York? I want to say yes, but, she's, but no. She's going to yeah. say no. <laughs> <laughs> I this wish is, I could. I do. Okay. This is uh, where Rod Sterling was Rod born. Rod Sterling, Twilight Zone, was born. Yep. Right. right. He was and, born here, lived here, uh, God, forever. Pedia, what do you think? I mean, you know, uh, is it going to be, I hate to make this analogy, I hate to make this analogy, but, you know, is it going to be like where the Indians looking on the coast out onto the horizon and saying, hey, what's that, a ship out there? I mean, are they just going to come and destroy our civilization? No, I don't believe they're going to try to destroy us. Uh, I 
I really believe they want us to evolve to be like them. And, you know, there's indications like in the Bible where uh, God made man in his own image. And I think they see us like children. They, they want us to progress. But why would they bother? Um, and why, why would and they also, bother? too, they can do anything they want to do. They're so highly intelligent. I mean, like you look at your alien abductees, they're talking about aliens that walk through the walls. So that tells me they can go from energy to matter, matter back to energy. So they can walk through the walls, they can do whatever they want to do, they can abduct you, they can take you back to their ship, do some experiments, wow. bring you back down. And there's no alien police trying to go out there and arrest them. They can do whatever they want to do. They're Did just way advanced over us. There's your movie, Alien Cops. Um, yeah, but look at, but here you're making the point for me though. If these people are so smart, why would they have to look at uh, you know, little old us? You know what I mean? Why are they giving us rectal probes? Wouldn't they just um, know? I believe that they're not only just looking at us, but they're looking at different other level one. If you want to give us a level, I say we're at level one or below. And they're probably looking at other level one and below races out there. Mm -hmm. So, and as for hostile alien races, there's probably all kinds, thousands of level one races that would love to come to Earth and try to kick our butt. But yes. it doesn't happen because they don't have the power of interstellar travel. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, but here's my question. Why, in, in, and I love these kind of movies and these kind of books, is why, why the aliens are always hostile? They always turn out to be hostile. They're never good. I guess you don't have a story if they come in there. You know, they're like well, angels. Because right? you look around on Earth, okay, and you got the USA. Let's say we're the good guys, but you look around, everybody hates us. You've got all these countries in the Middle East. They want to. Yes. terrorize us yes. you got russia yes. you got uh, you got countries over in africa you got countries over in south america like venezuela they don't like the usa you look at north korea you got all these different type of people that are very they're very much our enemy right so when you have these uh, uh these movies of aliens yeah they always show them depict them as being hostile yeah. because there's probably a lot of hostile aliens out there. Wait, so you're saying the Russians are uh, rooting for the aliens in any kind of the Alien Attacks the Earth movie? Now, well, even, wow. let's say that the Russians are the bad guys. Uh, aliens, the, these highly intelligent aliens, they could really care less, you know, if they're bad or they're good. They're, it was, we're in this galactic zoo and they're watching over wow. us. And they're, like I said, they're, they're watching us. They're trying to see how we're going to progress. As a paranormal investigator, I've actually interviewed people who claim that they are aliens. So I've actually cool. got stories out there. And some of the things that they came up with, I mean, Brad Steiger, who's a very well-known paranormal author, looked at some of the stories and placed some of the stories in his books. And... Some of the information that they provided is you would think that they are somehow extraterrestrial. Right. Yeah. Well, I've met a lot of people like that. Yeah, I, that I can believe. The thing that those guys uh, actually came up with to Bud Hopkins and also John Mack and those guys who interviewed, mm -hmm. who hypnotized P. 
people who said that they had been abducted. And after John Mack died, and I guess after uh, the other guy died too, Switchy probably knows more than me, um, their wives— Bud Hopkins died too. Bud Hopkins, yeah. Their wives collaborated on a book, I think. And in it, they said that they see they used they they hypnotized people. He was in Florida, you know. John Mack was in Boston. The other guy was in Seattle, I think. They they purposely kept away from each other, just so you wouldn't kind of taint the water. So, yeah, they talked to a lot of nuts. They hypnotized a lot of crazy people, but they did hypnotize a few people who told a legitimate story. And what was strange about it, we talked about this on the show before, is that both of them said that the aliens had tattoos. Okay, now. Have you ever heard that before? No. I've never heard of that. Okay, so no, I never heard of that. How do you make? I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still over there looking at Switch. Switch. He has this uh, uh, alien behind him. <laughs> that's that alien's. That's a scary looking alien. Well, remember that's that was the Twilight Zone episode to serve man. Wow. Oh, that's right. It's that's right. Point. Okay, I knew it. He looks familiar. I thought he would be appropriate for. I guess that you don't get more hostile than uh, having you for a snack. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. So listen. So, um, uh, so uh, PDS. So um, you. It sounds to me like you say that uh, if any aliens, you know, invaded us, that we don't have a chance, right? They're just going to walk over us if they could, if they wanted to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we're in a game. Um, I mean, uh, you know that. I mean, the whole Matrix thing. I've never seen the movie, but just from what I hear about it, I understand the that. Game too. is a DVD for crying out loud. Yeah, no, ten I, years ago. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Who knows Have where it is? The Matrix? <laughs> no. Who knows where it is in the stack of DVDs <laughs> in my room? But look at but but just from what I've heard about it, and we used to have that guy on at the early, at the beginning of the show. Remember that guy that that uh, guy down in New York there, Wani? Um Gray Scott. Gray Scott, he was a futurist, okay? And he would like kind of lay out all the stuff that, you know, would would you know happen. And he said, you know, that he, he predicted Wi Fi, he predicted robots. I mean he just, you know, he just predicted a lot of stuff because he did a lot of reading and stuff. He went down to Peru. He ate the peyote and all that kind of stuff. Just like a the peyote will do it. That's, yeah, that's crazy it right there. But you know, he went through that whole kind of life thing, you know. But yeah, we should have him on again because he 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 just predicted a lot of things and and he didn't have any kind of special power. He just like read about a lot of stuff and you know made good guesses of what's coming in the future. Anyway, so PDR, what's going on in your life? Well, we just recently, um, I was a location scout for uh, Ghost Adventures House Calls, which is a new type of TV show that they have where they make house calls. Oh. And we the, uh, the episode Auburn in Hell. Hmm. So, yeah, so I was the location scout for that. So, <laughs> um, and that was a very interesting case. Yes. Uh, the lady, she lived on um, property that was Native American Indian sure. settlements that were there yes. many, many, many moons ago. And so a lot of things were happening. We got an EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, of a Native American chanting. Yes. So that was, that was very, very unusual. And there was historical rocks from the Native Americans there and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so it was a very interesting episode. You won't see me on the episode, but I am credited as a location scout. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. So, you knew where to has bring the episode it. been aired or what? How, how it's all, yeah, it's already aired. Yeah. It's already aired. But you can probably catch it on the internet. YouTube. Yeah, how? Yeah. 
Is your wife in it? Uh, she's also too credited as a location scout. So uh -huh. we've uh -huh. only been on one episode of Ghost Adventures. Okay. And we've been credited as a location scout in something like nine episodes. Okay. All right. And she does want to come on the show. Is that it? Is that just final? The fans want to know. What? On your show? Yes. Yes, they on our show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they have her come on your show? Yes. Oh, man, you're, you're so generous. Um, she, yeah, she's just not into that. Yeah. You, know, you know what it is? She does, she does her own show. She does the tarot card readings and stuff like that. There we go. So she does do that. Okay. Yeah. Well, she can come on and plug that. How about that? You know what it is? Can I tell you what it is? We're not ghost ventures, right? We're not ghost hunters. That's what it is. Hey, We're below the bar. Columbo, okay? He always talks about his wow. wife, but you never see her. Come okay? back to that Columbo stuff. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to take a break now, but PDS, hang hang with us because we're going to do a story about the okay, uh, okay. dancing frenzy of, uh, when was it, that way? Dancing oh. plague of 1518. What was the name of it again, please? The, the Dancing Plague of 1518. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know you know right. Okay. Yeah. Just a couple years ago, actually. There we go. Yeah. Why don't we take a uh, commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Mommy's Military Show Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. British Secret Service. Hello, Moneybaggy. Hello, 007. How's your mission to steal the secret sex formula from Dr. No No No? It'll be going fine, except for the two idiots headquarters sent with me. Hey, Mac, did Duffalo Crumpus just call us idiots? Yes, he did, one one. He's an ungrateful putz. Nice car, though. Yeah, and you know what? Now it's my turn to What if you drive? What am I going to do? I I'll drive. You shoot the machine. So no way. I'm driving. Drive it. I just have a license for you, and I'm driving. Oh, see what I mean, Money Penny? But, James, we have to get the stolen formula, Dr. No-No, before the big two-for-one sale. I'm on it, Money Penny, but I've got to rid myself of these two mushrooms. I still have the red button, don't I? James, not the red button. Cobra, save us. Hello, gentlemen. And you, Mr. Potter. Oh, my God. Is that Commander Cobra? Jumping from a helicopter through the shell roof of my Ashton Martin? Well played, Cobra. What are you doing here? Besides rescuing my two friends, James, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to steal the cardio sex formula from Dr. No-No. All you have to do is go online and order it yourself. Then you'll have plenty of the new energy drink that can give you the extra endurance you need to get through. Please, Cobra, tell us why it's called SEX. It's called SEX for Strength Energy Accelerator. And it's easy to use. Just mix a scoop of water, shake it, not stir it. 30 minutes before you start your workout, and you'll find you can last longer and feel all around better about finishing your regime. Oh, my. And the mix comes in many different flavors. My favorite is passion fruit. Mine, too. Why, you little trollop. Hey, Mac, look at all these buttons. I wonder what they do. I don't know. Push one and find out. Not, not the, the big red, red one. No. Jeez, I hope he's wearing his rocket belt. Guess not. That's SEX Workout Dietary Supplement. Available only through Cardillo USA. Visit CardilloUSA.com for more details about our big two-for-one sale. That's C-A-R-D-I-L-L-O-U-S-A.com. And get some sex today.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Xbox Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Why would a show we have for you tonight? Girls, the very famous one on is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Fun show already. <coughs> Hello, girls. Pick it up from Hello, Girls. Hello, Mac. That's right. In that order. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Good at taking directions. He used to get Have a problem with that? <laughs> Works out well with others. Uh, also, uh, no cocoa tonight out saving the planet, but uh, switchboard, <laughs> switchboards, switchblade. Steve Ward is with us back after a sabbatical. Uh, I'm I'm glad to be back under any name. Okay, all right. And uh, did you should you have- call a slingblade. <laughs> slingblade. <laughs> I like I like uh-huh. mustard and my I like mayonnaise in my taters. Wow. Okay. Uh, Raven up there in sideways New York, save us. How are you doing tonight, Raven? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. You were showcasing that cat of yours there, Friday. What's his yeah. name? Friday. Right she's okay. a sweetie. Okay. They're all sweeties, right? If you own yeah. one. But she's she's the sweetest sweetie. Okay. okay. We understand. We understand. We do. Uh, also joining us uh, tonight, surprised she stuck him around this long, is uh, actually G Mysterious. I like putting all three together. She's a yeah, realtor. Why? Relative to, uh, I can't say relative to aliens. How should I say it? Relative of the paranormal. How about that? Yes, Switchy? That sounds good. Okay. I we like it. Copyright it. Okay. Ashley, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I'll ask you again, is it everything you expected and more? Like I said before, I'm just having a blast. Wow. Got to listen in before it airs. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, that's always Definitely. a good idea to check out the show. You never know how it's going to get edited. Right. Uh, also joining us out in uh, California, I'm assuming, is our good friend uh, Paul Dale Roberts, PDR. You're out in California, right? Absolutely. Sacramento, California. Where else? Where, have you always lived out there? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I lived in Palm Springs. I lived in Monterey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fres- I was born in Fresno by Celia Stockton. Uh, San Bruno, Monterey, hmm. yeah, Lake Tahoe. I lived in all these different places because my um, my father was a tax investigator. Oh. So we lived we lived all over California. Yes, and yeah, and I was always the new kid on the block. Popular guy, I bet, huh? The tax investigator. <laughs> yeah, people loved him. Mm, <laughs> So have you ever been out of California, ever, physically? Me? Yeah. Oh, God, I've been in 59 countries. Oh, uh, Yeah, being in, also, too, military, 12 years. Oh, that's true. I did, a lot of, I did a lot of traveling then. And then on my own, the travel bug bit me. So I was going all kinds of places. I've been to Moscow, Russia. Hmm. Uh, I've been to Auckland, New Zealand, um, uh, Guatemala. You name it. I've been I've been to a lot of places. Right. I don't in want fact, to... a lot of my in fact a lot of my articles because I've been interested in paranormal all my life. Yes. And so when I do travel to these different countries, I always check for stories on the paranormal. So a lot of my articles that I do write in my and in my books yes. are about my travels and the paranormal type stories in those different countries. How did you come upon how? Wow, interesting. So can you uh, just tell us the, the, the title of your latest book? Uh, the latest one is called HPI, 
the haunted Great Wall of China and other stories. Wow. Huh. So, I, so one of the main articles in it will be about the Great Wall of China and something like uh, 43,000 workers who built that Great Wall are actually buried inside hmm. the Great Wall of China, making that place very, very haunted. Wow, you mean they died while they were building the wall? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, a really good medical yeah. uh, situation, right? I mean, medical benefits? Yeah. No. So, uh, well, I'm uh, not surprised that you've spent a lot of time in California. And we should yeah. just point out again that you were, in fact, the disco king of Sacramento way back when. You danced for eight and a half hours, right? Eight and a half hours. Eight and a half days. Eight and a half days. Okay. Well, we're all confused. Yeah. So listen, but but you also said we said earlier that someone actually had to go into the men's room with you and watch you shuffle your feet while you were you know doing your business. Right. Hmm. Right, right. Right. Number on number one. If yes. anything else on a number Thank two. Thank goodness. You, you had to do it. You had to do it on a five-minute break. So on the five-minute break, if a number two, you had to do it. You had to do it then. Wow. Oh my God, okay. that's so strict. Somehow. <laughs> that is so stressful. I don't know how anyone could do that. How could anyone do that? It's like being in prison. I would just leave. I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> oh, what made you do it, Paul? There, there was also two people competing with me, and so you had this one guy. He fell flat on his face, oh. and he went into convulsions. We had this one woman named Kathy Kleiber. She was going for the world's record with me, and she her legs blew up like elephant legs, and she went into convulsions. Mm. And yeah, and so and they had a medical team there. They had an ambulance waiting. Yes. So they rushed her off to the hospital and stuff like that. So yeah. Huh. And you were happy yeah. to see them fall, right? I saw fall. And then there was people who would ask me, they would go, well, uh, are you going to quit and help them? Uh, I didn't ask them to, to compete against me. I mean, that was something, they made that choice. Plus, you got professionals. Yes. You got the ambulance right there. You got professionals to help them. Why get in their no, way? No, I'm not going to quit. That's not the purpose of the whole thing. Right. The purpose was for me to get to get this book world record, and that's what I did. Well, let me ask you this. The time, uh, at, at any time during the eight and a half days, did you feel that you were possessed by a spirit, a bad spirit, the devil, or anything that was making you dance? No, I, I just, back in the day, I just enjoyed dancing. Really? I, was, hmm. I was a professional. I was Arthur Murray's dance instructor. Yeah. I danced with Jeff Kutosh's dance machine. We were the first number to share in 1979 in Lake Tahoe when she went solo. And so we were her first number. I got to meet Cher, she's so Cher. nice. And then we performed and then Cher would come on and yes. she would perform. Yes. Let me just a ask uh, a couple people here. Uh, Raven, are you a big Cher fan? Just yes, no? Uh, yeah, yes. I would literally die if I met Ashley, her. Yeah. Ashley, yeah. Cher, yes, no? Absolutely. Really? If you're not, I'm concerned for you. Okay. Yeah. Right. Agreed. I don't know whether Are I should. Are you quiet there, Mac? No, I, I, I just I don't. Share. I don't want to. Uh... I don't want to tell you what I know about share then, okay? So let's Oh, God, on. don't tell me. Let's don't don't, tell, okay. me. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't uh, tell me any weird stuff about share, okay? Okay. Come on. Well, share is awesome. Support. 
A gypsy she's got a good voice. No, wait a second. Sunny and Cher were great. Her solo career has been great. Her great video of uh, "If I Could Turn Back Time" on the Grammys was awesome. Okay. On board ship, remember that? Wow, wow, huh? Taking off her clothes like on the snow. Oh, In front God. of her son. One more, you skipped. I got you, was. babe. Yeah, I love that song. Oh. That's one of my favorite songs. If I was a sailor on that ship, I'd just be all over. Well, uh, was that the wow. song that kept playing? You'd still be in jail. Yes, yes. as of at radio. six a.m. Yeah. when he wakes up. <laughs> okay, Shia, great talent. Or do you agree there, Paul? You're oh, right. yeah, absolutely. What kind uh, of a human being was I was with Jeff Katosh's Dancing Machine performing in Lake Tahoe. Yes. I also, too, met um, um, that lady from uh, Happy Days. Uh, wow, I can't think of her name right now. The, the, the Chassi. Oh, uh, Chassi and Joni. Chassi and Joni. Yeah, Joni, I met. Yeah, you Joni. met her? Wow. There, yeah. Man, yeah. I met Joni. Fresh is with the Joe famous. Cosby. Oh, wow. um, you met them all. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, They're really in present. Who else did I meet over there? I forget. Yeah. What kind uh, of a yeah. uh, what kind of a person was she? Was she uh, a human being, or was she one of these "don't look at me" people? Oh, she was. No, 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 no. She was absolutely so nice, so oh. kind, hmm. uh, very thoughtful. Uh, yeah, she was just a great person to meet. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There you go, ladies. Cher is just <laughs> wonderful. She, she was very humble. Yes. Very humble. Yes. She didn't act like a big star. You know, she was very yeah. humble. That's awesome. Wow. Love that. I don't want to uh, go down this road, but I have a source who always uh, keeps me up to date on what's going on with these people. Has anyone seen a picture of Madonna recently? No, I haven't. Yeah. That, that's a rough situation. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? I mean, she got the wrong. Uh, I don't really know how to say anything nicely, surgeon. so I feel like I'm not going to say anything. Because... Don't say anything about a switchy because switchy has a hair system, but she went with the switchy it's, guy. It's not good. Right. Let's just put it that way. Anyway, things are not good. Did you ever meet her, Paul? Madonna, no. No. Okay. So, well, listen, we're going to go back to dancing, the the idea of dancing. And so there have been uh, times in our you know history. This is the most famous one where people have, like, for whatever reasons, a lot of times there are religious connotations to it. They just are taken over by this frenzy of dancing. They can't stop dancing for a long, long time. Maybe, uh, PDR, yeah, this is, you had a touch of this? We don't know. No. Um, that's some type of mass hysteria. Yes. Um, but there was also two nuns. I forget what year it yes. was. Yep. And these nuns went crazy, hysterically laughing and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, some type of mass hysteria. How it comes about, I'm not sure. I had them in school. So, uh, Raven, though, but you did a uh, little research on this? Yeah. Um, so I'm talking about the dancing plague of 1518. Um, so from July uh, to September 1518, citizens of Strasbourg, France, uh, were plagued with dancing mania. Um, the uncontrollable urge to dance started when Frau Trophia, pretty sure that's how you pronounce it, uh, she stepped into the street and just began to twist and twirl and shake, and she was completely unable to stop. Uh, her solo dance-a-thon went on for about a week, uh, and before long, over 30 residents of the town had joined in. Uh, the local physicians had no explanation for this, um, so they blamed the mania on hot <clears throat> blood and encouraged the afflicted to gyrate the fever away. 
Um, so in an attempt to cure uh, these plague dancers, the town actually built a stage and they hired professional dancers and a band, hoping that this would kind of speed things along. Unfortunately, this had the opposite effect and more townspeople ended up joining in. Um, sadly, many of the dancers began collapsing from exhaustion, uh, while others died of strokes and heart attacks. Um, now, if you're if you're thinking, you know, why are you wasting our time with this? This sounds made up. Hold your prunes because it's 100% real. This is documented in 16th century historical records, and it's also not the only one that took place. Um, other bouts of dancing mania were recorded happening in Germany, Switzerland, and Holland, but they were not as large or as deadly as this one in Strasbourg, France. Mm -hmm. um, so why would these people dance themselves literally to death? Um, it's believed that the victims of the dancing plague could have been cursed by St. Vitus. He's the patron saint of entertainers. Mm. Um, there's not tons of information on him, just like the very basics, which is super weird because he was born in the year 290. And mm -hmm. I feel like that wasn't that long ago, so it oh. should be really documented. But he, um, he was born in the year 290? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It was like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but we do know is that he died in the year 303. Mm. So I kind of have a theory is that you know, these people were cursed, if they were cursed, I yeah. should say. Yes. Um, they were cursed by a 13-year-old who mm. probably thought that it was hilarious and maybe didn't think that there would be repercussions. Yes. And that was if they were cursed. Um, but you also have to take into consideration disease and famine um, because it is yeah. that those horrors alone could have triggered the hysteria yes. uh, as the people's bodies weren't in like the greatest of shape. Right. Yeah. Um, it's also been theorized that the dancers could have been members of a cult <coughs> or uh, that they accidentally ingested ergot, um, which is also known as Saint, sorry, Saint Anthony's fire. Yes. And that's a toxic mold that if consumed can cause spasms and hallucinations. Mm. And this was the problem because it would it would form in those musty places on bread and then people would eat the bread. And that's another theory. Right. Um, dancing mania also could have been uh, a completely social contagiousness, kind of like social smoking, if you think about it, mm -hmm. um, where the residents of Strasbourg saw Frau Trophia dancing and maybe they just wanted to join in. But that's um, okay. so records of the death toll vary. The city of Stroudsburg uh, records did not mention a total number of deaths, but also, um, I'm sorry, but other sources claim uh, approximately 15 people died per day. Jesus. I think that's pretty high. Yep. So I kind of, I'm not sure if that's like legit, mm -hmm. um, but other sources I read state that the death toll after all was said and done was about 400. So over a three month time frame. That seems more accurate than 15 per day. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it's also unclear if Frau Trophia uh, succumbed to the dancing or not. But I like to think that she made it out okay. Uh, and that is the dancing plague of 1518 in a nutshell. So, um, wow, I got a million questions. So is it, are they dancing 24 hours a day? Just continuously? <laughs> like, like uh, from my Yeah, from my understanding, um, if they did stop, uh, they would from what I read, they would fall asleep maybe for a couple minutes and then just like 
get oh. back up and just start dancing and, again. And is there music going on? It's not one of those uh, 1,400 bands, you know, the... Well, I mean, it'd be a 1,500 band okay. because the town did hire one. Yes. But it probably wasn't like, you know, they weren't playing like WAP or anything. You know, it would have been like <laughs> old school, you know, regular regular right. kind of stuff. Who wants to dance to that? To that old English music, that stuff? I mean, that old European crap? Yeah, no. no With thanks. the scissors and all that stuff? One one likes that stuff. Wow. It's pretty danceable, some of that stuff. There you go, from, see? From medieval times. Wow. You know? So was there any religious angles to this at all, right? There was what is it? No way. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. What is interesting, too, is that some people who digested moldy bread with ergot, um, they went into a werewolf-type uh, syndrome. Cool. Where, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the uh, locals uh, uh, were saying that people who were eating ergot turned into werewolves and because it caused effects like LSD and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's pretty wild. Wow. Uh, so uh, that, that's that's really amazing. That's a weird way to die. You know what I mean? Dancing your way. Dancing your heart out. Not no way. So, so there's no religious angles to this? There was... Other than the fact that they, they named it after the, there was there was one, I mean there there's the one theory that they they thought that the I'm sorry I hit my microphone again okay. there was the theory where they thought that it, they might have been a part of a cult yep which is why they were dancing there was something else that I read that said towards the end of uh, the plague so it would have been September they sent all of the members up to a mountaintop shrine <laughs> so that they could basically like beg for mercy. Oh, I cool. only found that in one source, so yep. I don't know how credible that is. Mm. But that was like that. And then like the, the being cursed by St. Vitus, those were like the main religious angles that I found. Right. Yeah. There's so many things that are at play. So it's it, it's hard to determine what's right. You know what really caused it. And I mean, it, it's documented, which is great. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think we'll ever really know why it all started. I have to ask. uh Ashley G. Mysterious. I can see her on the video, and you look actually concerned. Are you concerned now that you're going to start dancing? I mean, I'm not concerned, but in the back of my head, I kept thinking, did they get like a five-minute break like he did in the so, 70s? That's why I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> what happened, you know? Back then, who knows what they did. But, but wow, imagine if something like that happened today, how everyone would just like completely just, you know, freak out. How do you stop this? And I, I believe that, there, I mean, there are many cases of mass hysteria, you know, and this is, this has to be some kind of, you know, version of that, you know, I mean, just people, you know, people literally dying because of mass hysteria because they see other people die and stuff like that. Wow, that's crazy. The I wonder if it happened today, if the TV media that would come along with it would right. create, make, like, make it worse. Oh, yeah, for oh, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. They make everything worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Either that or they would report on it for like two seconds and, and then it would be and old then forget news. about it. Right. It's like one or the other. Yep. Yep. It's, 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 it's kind of strange. We've talked about it before. It's kind of strange how the mass media in this country does not cover paranormal stuff. Though, I mean, without having the laugh factor in it, because I think the majority of people in this country would love to see, you know, kind of like, really purposed type of investigative stuff into this, into that, not just UFOs, but into ghosts, into paranormal, weird things that have happened. But the only time you see it is like on, you know, kind of fringe shows like In Search Of and stuff like that, you know, really. Yeah. 
yeah. or spooked. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's time, yeah, to do that. Uh, there was the oh, UK sorry. media seems to cover it like a, the tabloid newspapers, the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. Over in England, they're crazy, right? As far yeah. as the tabloids are concerned. Well, and we think of them as being so civilized. So, um, Ashley, gee, because you're our uh, guest, um, have you ever seen a UFO yourself? Um, I think I have. Yes. But I'm not entirely sure. Go ahead. Because my whole family, we at one point were convinced there was a UFO in our backyard. Mm-hmm. At the time, we were 100% convinced. But looking back at it, we're wondering it, wondering if it was just a drone. Because nowadays, I feel like they're everywhere. Well, how long ago was this? How long ago? This was five years ago, I think, roughly. Mm-hmm. So it could around. have been. Yeah, because I, mean, yeah, I was like right around when drones started really to get like, really popular, I feel. So what exactly. If, so it's hard to like differentiate, I feel like. Right. Yeah. But what happened? I mean, you actually saw something land in your backyard. So, yeah, um, my in the backyard, there were it's a bunch of trees. It's very woodsy. Okay. So it's just beyond the trees. And we wanted to go investigate. But the people who own the land have security cameras okay. and have actively been known to shoot. People, where the hell? Where, where do you just tell us? Where, where are you? Wow. Where are you in names? Where are you Saul's? Where are you someplace? Where are you? I was in Byfield. Oh, that's oh okay. Say no more. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we just we stayed away. We weren't going to investigate it mm-hmm. any further. We weren't wow. going to risk that. Wow. What yeah. huh. well, did, did it, did it um, scare you? Were you scared? Um, we were all definitely freaked out because I mean you've heard stories of people being like abducted you yes. know it was one of those things where you don't want to investigate it much further i feel like would you go willingly if they came to you and said let us <laughs> take you for a ride no no no, no? oh okay raven you, you would. know what's gonna happen no 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 hang on not without things not without drinks and dinner hang on we do that. if they wine and dine me maybe they can take me it, it happened in that first episode of south park yeah oxygen it's the one one it's also used in the South Park video game. The uh, the the probe comes in handy later, what? just so everyone knows in case they're trying to beat the game. Wow. Okay. All right. Raven, uh, Raven you would uh, you would take a ride in a UFO, right? You'd say, "Take me for a ride." Hundred yep. percent. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I say one one uh, would also say yes. As long as you could select the music. Yes. Okay. Switch would say no. Uh, I might take a ride with the uh, beautiful Space Brothers, but the the Greys, uh, uh, no. That's scary. Uh, Paul, would you, if you had a chance, would you go for a ride in a UFO? Well, my curiosity is so strong. Even though I would be scared of being probed, I would still walk on that ship because I have to find out what's going on. It keeps coming up. Yep. Bit, yeah, like the curiosity will... Yeah. It, it definitely outweighs the the negative. I feel. <laughs> uh, listen, how bad can it be being probed? Come on, give us some fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's I our mean, bumper. Maybe they'll knock you out. Honestly, they have something. No. Yeah, I would. I would probably just turn around, say, "Let's get it over with," and then give me some answers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm Before saying the gray uh, showed up, we had a pretty good variety of aliens in the plane. You know. I just want to go on the record saying, "Mac." That's back when aliens were cool. Now, no. you know. You've seen one gray, you've seen them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if there are any, um, anyone out there kind of like the cone heads 
the movie. The Coneheads? <laughs> oh, yeah. sure. they, they're all in France. So um, another thing we saw, like, in the news this week is that, and this is actually a pretty good idea, there's a bunch of scientists, and, and we're always saying, why, didn't, why don't scientists take UFOs more seriously? But it does seem, just in the past year, with all the kind of disclosures, hostile disclosures by the government, scientists are getting a little bit more into it. You know, this guy who came up with this idea that, you know, we can await four hostile civilizations from outer space to invade us and so on. Uh, but what they're doing is that they've, they've taken a whole library full of old UFO photographs, okay? And there's a lot of really weird photographs taken in the 50s, mostly in the 50s. Um, but, and, they're, and they're just going over them with, uh, you know, modern-day technology to see if they can find things on them that just are unearthly, if you know what I mean, you know? Like back then, you couldn't do the kind of photo analysis you can do now. And one of the ones that they're, um, the ones that they're really, I, I don't want to use the word probing tonight, but um, in the early 50s, which will know this, uh, there, was a, there was for three weekends in a row in Washington, D.C., UFOs showed up over the White House, over the Pentagon, over the Capitol building, and over some of the airports uh, that, uh, that are down there. And um, it was like really a big, big deal. And it led to a lot of different things uh, having to do with uh, hiding what the U.S. government knows about UFOs. Because mostly because so many people saw it that they called the White House and they called the Pentagon and they jammed up the phone lines. And the CIA said, you know, the Russians could just do one of these things as a hoax. They jam up our lines and then, you know, bada boom, right? Did you ever hear that, yeah. Paul? Ever hear that uh, theory, Paul? You should know. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that theory. And that's why we're always, like, afraid. And that's why we're always, you know, treating UFOs as, as like, a laughing matter or something like that. They went out of their ways to kind of make it, you know, kind of like the cuckoo factor. Um, but so they have they have film, but they have a lot of black and white photographs that the military took, too, but just regular people took, too. And they're going to just blow them up. And it's going to be strange if they start to see these things, like, on the, you know, I mean— Try to figure out how these things work, how they flew. And what's really strange, too, is that, and Switchy uh, kind of um, touched on this earlier, is that you know the way that people looked at UFOs, the way that they kind of looked at aliens from out of space, and the, and the way they physically saw UFOs is different in the 50s than there is now. You know, I mean, back in the 50s, people literally saw flying discs, a lot of flying discs, flying saucers. Yeah. These days, you know, you see the tic-tac things. You know, you see something. It's almost like what was modern back then, people saw. What's modern now? We've seen see. a lot of anomalous lights, too, like light ball phenomena. And some of these balls of light aren't very big. And they'll fly around and they'll separate. And they'll go back together again, almost as if it's uh, intelligent in itself. But there's been, uh, uh, there's been kind of a shift away from the classic flying saucer mm -hmm. uh, to a degree anyway. And also, too, and you can look this up, but Sacramento, San Joaquin Valley, and the Bay Area, we had three cases back in the 1800s in which the UFOs looked like airships. Yes. And, and right. why, were they, why were they looking like airships? We had the ghost planes in Sweden. We had the uh, scare ships before that. Uh, like you, you mentioned, the, uh, the majestic dirigible-like ships in, the, in 1897. Uh, then you had the Foo Fighters. And kind of the classic period where the Lorenzans were uh, documenting landings in conjunction with some kind of a humanoid. And there was quite a variety of those guys. Some of them actually looked like the uh, fairies or elementals of old. Mm. And then 
and more recently, while you still get some variety, the grays kind of showed up in mass. But you know, you notice they didn't really show up in mass until the advent of Close Encounters of the Third Kind right. and Whitley Strieber's striking book, uh, Communion, with that uh, amazing picture on the cover. So, but then, out so many people. But doesn't that tell you that people see what they want to see? Or perhaps the phenomena presents itself uh, in a different light for whatever reason, mm. whatever, whatever the real mechanism is behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it does people see what they think is modern. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, actually, a little bit of step ahead. Uh, you know, it's, it's always like a technology that's kind of close to what's happening, but just a little bit different in a way, certainly with the scare ships and all those. So, right. wow. So, Paul, what's new with you as we uh, wrap the show up? What, what are you doing lately? Uh, well, and- we're, ash- we're actually on the 18th of June. We have an all-night UFO hunt in Alberta. And the reason why we selected Alberta is because we got a few reports of people seeing a globe in the sky, the night sky. Mm. So we're going to do an all-night UFO hunt in the morning time. Good day, Sacramento's going to interview us yes. and see if we actually saw anything. Yes. And then on the, and then June 25th, we have a, a private home to investigate. And the case is demonic. Mm. Okay. So listen, what happens if you don't see anything up in Alberta? You're going to break into a dance or something? Well, the last time we had a UFO hunt, they saw a lot of satellites. Mm. And one of the guys, every satellite to him is a UFO. Mm. And when they were interviewing me, they had the news crew over there and stuff. They said, hey, Paul, did you see any UFOs? And I said, I saw a lot of satellites. And my friend, who thinks satellites are UFOs, yes. was upset with me for saying that. But hey, I'm telling the truth. That's what yeah. I saw. Wow. Satellites. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. A little drama there. A little drama behind the scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. Did you make up? Did you hug it uh, up? Well, I and I told him. I said, you know, if you keep this up, I'm gonna have Mac talk to you. Oh, wow. You don't yeah. want to meet. You don't want to meet Mac. That's bold. Thank you. Thank you. Not the first time I've heard that. Uh, so, uh, Paul, thanks for joining us. And uh, oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And, and it's nice meeting everybody. Raven, Ashley, it's nice seeing Switch again. I love all those little things in the background. Wawa, you're cool. Keep it up. Wow. Thanks. Keep so dancing, nice man. Nice to meet you, Paul. He should oh, be thank on. You, uh, thank you. And there's Big Mac right there. And the reason why I call him Big Mac because when I was in the army, I was a military policeman, and my boss was named Mac, and we called him Big Mac. Wow. Okay. I've never heard yeah. that before. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for joining us. And, and oh. keep, you know, keep in touch and tell us what's going on. When are you going up to Alberta? Um, the 18th, June 18th. Really? Yeah. All, all, oh, wow. all night event. Okay. And, 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 and who's going? You and who else? Uh, my team, a few people from Facebook that keep up with me. Yep. And, and then Good Day Sacramento in the morning, on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. to see what we – so I can tell them, hey, I saw satellites again. So so you're going to, uh, what, stay out on a mountain or something like that? You're going to be on a high ground looking around? No. This uh, home in Alberta was actually an investigation that we did there. The house is just luxurious. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He has a backyard that's size of a little park. Yes. So there's a lot of room back there. And Alberta has been a place of sightings 
of UFOs. Hmm. Oh, wow. Good luck. You're going to video and all that jazz with you, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. I always do YouTube videos and everything. So, yeah. All right. Can we have you on again soon afterwards? You can tell us what happened. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, I would love to be on the show again. Thank you. Can you do a real soft shoe for us real quickly to lead us out of the segment? Yeah. You know, something, Mac, I just don't dance anymore. Oh, the, so those days are gone. How about if we days. all dance? You know, and if you look at my IMDb, it yes. says little trivia. Paul Roberts went from uh, a dancer yes. to a comic book, comic book reviewer yes. and then to the paranormal. Wow. Okay. That's a trajectory yeah. there, brother. Thank yeah. you. That's, that right here, you see this right here? Yes. That's one of my comic book things. That's my character right there, a legendary dark silhouette. Okay. Meeting Spider-Man, and it was published in a Marvel magazine. Really? Yeah. So, oh. so that officiated nice. my character was Spider-Man. Yeah. Huh. Wow. What'd you get a cool yeah. about a couple million for that from them? Marvel. Throwing, <laughs> throwing the money around. Huh? Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, they didn't pay me, but. Which is what, what an honor yeah. to have my character in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're part of the uh, yeah the, the universe, yeah. right? Do you go and see all those yeah. movies? You like those movies? Oh, absolutely, you? Yeah. absolutely. Hmm. Uh, I love Marvel over DC. Do, oh, really? You're a Marvel guy, okay? Uh, 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 yeah, same here. You're a Marvel yeah. guy, Ashley. Do you know what we're talking about? Do you go see the Marvel movies? I did. I yeah. I have. Do you like them or no? It doesn't sound like you like them that. I like them. Um, I definitely get the two universes mixed up. Everybody does. It's crazy. You know, they're really getting a little bit too complicated or whatever, you know? I they're all over the place. Yeah. And I feel bad because people get so upset if you mix them up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, Mac, let me show you something real, real fast. Go hold ahead. On, yes. On. The people that get them, like, get mad when you get them mixed up are like, mentally ill well, it's like crossing <laughs> star wars with star trek their right. life right yeah <laughs> but you see a lot of controversy online so i think that there might be some kind of a plan behind that wow cool what's that a that's cover my, that's that's my one and only comic book i ever published what's it called uh the legendary dark silhouette and this is the guy that <laughs> is shaking hands from spider-man oh right okay cool wow man yeah. paul so you're yeah. uh you get a lot of FaceTime on the media. You are a, Yeah, the guy's plugged in. Yeah, you are plugged yeah. in. All right. To use a phrase. Okay. Well, let us know what happens, all right? And come on, just give us a report okay. what happens up in Alberta, okay? That's Canada, hey, right? Hey, Scarlett Johansson in an X-Men movie. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Ever run into yeah. her? No, 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 no. I haven't. But I met Stan Lee personally. Oh, wow. I gave him, I gave him an, an award in San Diego. Really? Wow. What was That's the award? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is a brush with fame guy yeah, back, right there. Why you? <laughs> Why you? Why were you picked to give him the award? Oh, because the award came from, at the time I was publishing a comic book newsletter mm -hmm. called People's Comic Book Newsletter, and we did a Stanley Stanley tribute. Yep. And so we placed it as like an award. Yes. And we gave it to him, and he was very happy. Really? Why did I deserve this? I said because you're Stan Lee. He came. That's why he came right Seriously. to you. He came to your award yeah, ceremony. You're, you're the man. You're the man. He came to your award ceremony. He was not a. Uh, no, no, no. Not he a diva. He was at the San Diego International Comic Con. Nice. Nineteen. That was 1997. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, well, well, once again, Paul, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, fantastic. And please tell your uh, nice model. You again, please tell your model wife she's welcome on any time. <laughs> See, always with a laugh. And Emma says, okay. Oh, my God. Right. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Uh, uh, thank you. Ashley, it's time to say goodnight. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Please. I've had a blast. No, you don't have to. You don't have to be like that. Don't be nice to us. We like tough love. She's genuine. She she definitely did have you a think blast. So? I could tell. Yeah. Okay. I could see okay. it in her face. Yeah. I like the support. I really do. Okay. I wouldn't have stayed on so long if I didn't have a good time. Okay. Right. That's good. If she didn't like it, she would have yeeted out of here. She would have. That's true. Switchy, am I right? <laughs> Switchy wants you. Right. Out the window into the UFO and out the universe. Exactly. She would have yeeted onto a UFO. <laughs> okay. Never to be seen again. No, no, don't say that. So if you uh, come upon any of your haunted houses that you're going to sell or want to sell or anything like that, let us know, okay? We'd love to hear Absolutely, about. I will. Okay. Thank you, Ashley. And, and uh, Ashley G. Mysterious. I love that. All three of them together. Ashley, w Ashley, what if you need uh, a cleansing or, or a, an identification of what might be going on Amen. just to clear the air? Uh, we could have somebody on staff that might help you out with that. Just sense the vibe of the property. Bring some sage. Walk around. Really with yeah, the sage. Yeah, do that. It looks like his camera's haunted. Yeah. As soon as I mentioned Bob, this camera went offline. No, it, it just fell down. I just took it down. Okay. <laughs> weird stuff goes on here. I hate to say it, but it does. Never <laughs> sage it with uh, lemon. Ever pledge. since we started talking about the paranormals. Mm -hmm. Right. Something happened. Well, we had a ghost hunter in here uh, probably a month and a half ago. And she's yeah. walking around up here. We know she's a friend of the show. Everything was good. And then she went downstairs. There's a basement here. And I just remember she just stopped and went, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I went, okay. Tell me about it when you come back up. Everything down there was off to her. You know, That's everything. when you eat it out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of yep. weird being down there with her. And then when she says, every time you look in this big studio, like I said before, it always seems like there's a shadow. Something's going on in there. And, yeah, so. Anyway. Well, thank you, Ashley, for joining us. We really appreciate it. If we ever want to buy a house, we know who to come to, right? Absolutely. Now, long, it was great to meet everyone. How long have you been so doing nice this? You. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, just one more, uh, one more thing, and hang around uh, to the end of the show. But, um how long have you been doing this? How long have you been in the real estate game? I've been in it for about two years. Mm -hmm. Do you like it? I do like it. Mm -hmm. I do. It's you meet a variety of people, yes. and it's nice. And you make you network very well. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you ever have to break any hearts? You know what I mean. I don't know. If we'll break any hearts, but uh there are some brutal truths sometimes though interesting okay and some some you don't have to reveal as it turns out in the state of massachusetts little did you know thank you thank you ashley g mysterious thank you join us sometime soon uh raven it's that time of night sorry raven no need to apologize mm. thank you so much for having me this was okay. great okay were you bored at any time during the show no, man. Okay, all right. Do I look yeah. bored? Okay. Uh, no, you don't, as it turns out. She was drinking and having a good time. Yeah. Like usual. Yeah, it's a regular, regular yeah. Saturday night for me. <laughs> Except it's Tuesday. Switchy, thank you for, for coming back. <laughs> Thanks, Switch. Switchy, thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's, it's nice to be back in the same routine again. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I'm so Switchy's glad to have you back. Switchy's back. Switchy's back. We will clap for him and tweet that up later. Thank you, Switchy. Oh, really appreciate it. Um, and uh, one, one, of course. Um, you betcha. Across the puddle. Thanks for joining us. What time is it over there now? It is uh, almost two o'clock in the morning. Two in the morning. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. oh, it is past your yeah. Five hours from Eastern time. Yikes. That's right. Okay. Wow. Okay. You need your beauty sleep there, JJ. I do. I just want to very quickly do the plugs, okay? Um, Homestrat Troops. Homestrat Troops is a military organization that builds homes for veterans of post-9-11 action, that is the Afghan war and also the Iraqi war, who came home uh, missing a limb, something along those lines. And what they do is that they use your contributions to build these people houses, and then when they're done, and they're, they're also built in a way that uh, these people can get around uh, a lot easier. There's no stairs. There's low counter space. There's no. Uh, there's just ways that they can get around easier. They adapt them for the people um, that are moving in. And then once they're finished, they just take the mortgage and rip it up. They give them the keys. It's free. They just give them the house. And uh, the studies have shown that 85% of the people who are given houses like this just go on. They get jobs and they um, live better lives because they don't have to worry about mortgage payments. These people, they they deserve it. It'd be better if our government did it, but they don't. So now we have homes for our troops doing it for them. Just Google them and see what them are about. Uh, also, um, if you want to bag a swag for Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show, go on to um, MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button, and send us your address, your mailing address, and we will send out a bag of swag. Now, there's a new bag of swag that turns out one-one. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, we have the barcode. Barcoses are always very, very popular. The pins are always very popular. Right. Okay, but now we have magnets. Magnets. Okay, that you put oh, on. like refrigerator magnets. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call. And um, also three right. um, D stickers. So also very popular. So go to macmoney.com, hit the contact button, and uh, send us your mailing address, not your email address, your mailing address, and we'll send you out a bag of swag. Also, Ross Shop and his mad English friend friend are putting back together a um, mosquito warplane from World War II, made of wood during uh, the time when England didn't have any steel left. So they made this plane of wood. They put two Rolls Royce engines on it, and it turned out it was so fast they didn't put any machine guns on it. Why? One, one, why? Because they outran the bullets. They would outrun the bullets. That plane was so fast. That's how fast it was. So they're putting. It's like a cartoon. You see the plane going, and there's a bullet right beside it. Right. Whoo! <laughs> it goes. The bullet just. Uh, Lags behind and just drops to the ground. Sounds like a uh, roadrunner. Exactly. Uh, so uh, anyway, they're putting this uh, back together over there in England. Juan Juan has volunteered to be the first civilians to take a ride in the rebuilt airplane. Rebuilt out of parts that yes. they found crashed in New Zealand. So all right, once again, bring a GoPro with you. Bring some kind of recording device just in case things go wrong. Okay. I'll have a cool scarf to wear and my goggles. Scarf, so on. Yes, okay. Is it an open cockpit thing or is it closed? No, it's closed. It's look closed. at the design. I have to hook up with Rush Shop real yep. soon. Okay. Yes. And let us know. Uh, so uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. And then this is Mac uh, for the rest of the gang saying, until next time, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.